Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. What is this beatboxing to Jaws? Uh, just thought it fit. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to someone just unexpectedly singing the Jaws theme. So I figured beatboxing was my best option. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to the Silver Screen Redemption, our comedy podcast where we take your favorite movie franchises and make subjectively necessary sequels. I'm Houston Bodley. I'm Brian Perry. And this week, it is Shark Week here on the Silver Screen Redemption. Welcome to Shark Week. That's why. <laughs> it's now the I newest, freshest, most hippity hoppity version of Shark Week this week. According to Brian. Yes. Uh, I, I honestly, like, when you said hippity hoppity, I was like, shark for sharks? I did not make the connection that it was a reference to me beatboxing. Like um, hip hop. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> here's my first question for you in, our, yes. in this interview that we're doing. My first question is, uh, I, I kind of know, we, we this is one of those weeks where we have a plan. Yes. Uh, I, I have no idea what that has to do with the plan. <laughs> Is there a connection? Well, the Meg came out this week. Oh, the Meg. Okay. That's and I figured it's important that we celebrate sharks this week. Yeah. Everything from Sharknado to Deep Blue Sea to Jaws for the Revenge. You know who I would have loved? And to maybe a, nothing else. To at least see a cameo in uh, in Me- in The Meg. Who's that? Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Wouldn't that be fun? Meg, it should have been Meg Ryan fighting the Meg. Yeah. Then you don't know who the real Meg is. Is the Meg the Megalodon or the Meg Ryan? I think she is the Meg of people. She's the goat. She's larger than life. She's vicious if you get her mad. I assume. Yeah. I wouldn't want to mess with her. No. I mean, I don't want to mess with most people. So Would, n- No disrespect to Mr. Statham, but Jason's a little old, a little cranky. He He's just kind of that stereotype for who you'd put in a giant shark monster movie. Yeah. I think it would have been a lot more celebrated if it was Meg Ryan versus the Meg. Yeah, like a Ripley situation. Yeah. That would have been fun. Okay, so that's our Shark Week coverage. Welcome to... <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts on sharks? Uh, sharks, uh, I learned you're not supposed to punch their nose. That's a common misconception. That just that just that's, makes it really likely that you're going to get your hand inside their mouth. That's a Tomb Raider reference, right? Uh, Doesn't she be. punch a shark? Uh, I think it's a, it's a commonly spread fact that's not true. It's a factoid. Also, that's what factoid means originally. It means a thing that seems like a fact, but it's not true. Interesting. Yeah. Do you have any other bits of shark information um, shark that could save our listeners' lives? Um, don't. Don't get in them. Don't <laughs> get in those sharks. That's they'll, fair. They'll eat you if you're in them. But um, they're generally peaceful. Cool. Sharks. But not the oh. Meg. <laughs> not the or Meg. Meg Ryan. Um, The Meg you could probably get in and oh, be okay. Yeah. It's probably like a whole palace down in his stomach. Mm, it's probably kind of like a like a black hole situation. You kind of get sucked in, though, once you're in. There's probably whole currents set up in that throat. I feel like if Meg Ryan is in this movie, it is going to turn into a rom-com at some point. Yeah. 
between is this Shape of Water two? Shape of Water two. The, the Meg, Meg and Meg Ryan. Okay, that's cute. It's a cute meat, meat cute, whatever they're called. <laughs> it's a larger than life rom com. Oh, that's cute. What a good tell as old as time. Well, <laughs> less so. Um. Yeah. The now for reals. That's all I have to say on sharks. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yep. That's the end of Shark Week. <laughs> okay, now we're fast-forwarding past Shark Week. Sorry if you got your hopes up. Um, <laughs> we will include this. There probably should be a shark at some point in our movie. Okay, that'll be a good uh, starting point. Good, luck, good thing to keep in the back I of our I do minds. want to keep the spirit of Shark Week. That or we could have Slender Man, because that's the other big hit that well, came out Well, and it is the week. one movie you can watch on Movie Pass right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do have breaking news. I did cancel my Movie Pass finally. Uh, I think most people are going to it, at this it point. It finally got to the point because they made the change of three a month and I was like, I'm still on board. That's awesome. But then there were zero movies available. <laughs> there were two showings of Slender Man a day and that was it. I want to go see Slender Man three times, of course. But you can't now. Yeah. On MoviePass. So I did I did switch to AMC A-List, which is that, more expensive, but a pretty, pretty good deal still. That's fair. Anyway, this episode is brought to you by AMC, but it's not actually. <laughs> Speaking of money money all about the money 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 i don't know where you're going with this oh that's 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 like our thing oh yeah we had a, brian do you want to hit the cue for the music and suddenly to my surprise that's right he did the monster, monster mash. mash it's a movie mash this week oh i thought you missed a money i think you're gonna sing money smash. that money song again and yes i am referencing it so you can't edit it out okay that's fair <laughs> No, it's Movie Mash Week. Uh, This week, we got some breaking news. Something that's maybe, okay, more interesting than Slender Man, but probably not more interesting than a Megalodon. Is there anything more interesting than Slender Man? um, (laughs) Sorry. By the sounds of this movie, though, everything is more interesting. We could have a cameo by the Slender Man. He could make an appearance in the background. Like, there should be a scene in the woods where you see, like, Maybe if you know what you're looking for, you can see him. But if not, like first viewing, you might miss him. Yeah. And he doesn't have to tie in with the plot, but he should be there. Yeah. Probably before we before we go too deep into the Slender Man hole, um, you should see what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> What's the whole thing? <laughs> it is a monster mash. I mean, a movie mash. Maybe a monster mash. So Mr. Oscar of the Academy Awards announced this week that there is a new category in the Oscars this upcoming year. And that is... Best picture for a popular movie. Now you're thinking. Is that what it's called? That's a good name for it. I don't know if that's no, the actual term. That's what we're calling it. That is the redemptions term yeah. for it. Um, you're probably thinking, what qualifies a popular movie? Tell Your guess. Money, money. <laughs> Your guess is as good as ours, but we assume it has to do with the money. Um, so we decided uh, the Silver Screen Redemption. We like to give movies a second chance. It's part of our title. Um, we decided to go through and find the six highest grossing movies in a nominal sense, not necessarily adjusted for inflation, but we want to bring those movies back into the spotlight and give them another chance at winning Best Picture. So these are not adjusted for inflation. So we didn't get... Uh, yeah. Well, it's got to be. Gone with the Wind is in here, right? Gone with the Wind is still number four all time, even without adjusting for inflation. Okay, cool. Uh, just so we're clear, I don't think I explained this well. We're taking the top six Best Picture winners of all time that made the most money, uh, not adjusted for inflation. And that is Titanic, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, 
Forrest Gump, Gone with the Wind, Gladiator, and Dances with the Wolves. Then, we are going to take, according to Forbes's 2017 list, the top highest... So these are matched up. We took the one through six positions of the highest paid actor and actress and included them in a coupling. So, for example, the number six highest actor and the number six highest paid actress are going to be paired together. And we are going to take one of those couplets. They might not be a couple in the movie. In fact, looking at this list, most of them don't work well. Hopefully not. Um, Well, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take one of those couples, and then we're going to add on a studio demand. And then in typical movie mash fashion, we're going to pick which one we think is the best, has the most legs to run on, and then create our movie. Um, and just so I'm clear that I have these in the right order, at the top of the list are the number ones. Yes. Okay. We'll reveal these as we go. We want to leave it, in yeah. case you're unfamiliar with who the highest paid actors and actresses are, we want to leave that a little bit of a surprise. Uh, what I love about mashup, these these monster movie mashes is we get uh, more studio demands than usual. Exactly. And we do have a fresh batch. So We do have a large list of them. Yes. And we kind of need to pile through them or yes. we might lose some listeners. Yes. These uh, these mashups are very good for that. Um, let's go ahead and we're going to do a random number generator to decide which movie we are tackling first. The first movie is... Oh, I, I read that kind of like an announcer. Like the... Continue with it. Best best picture for a popular movie from 1990-something is Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is our first movie. 94. 94. I knew it was right in there. That'll be a fun one to tackle. Yes. You want to know what's going to make it even more interesting? It's going to be a fun one to try and tackle, but he runs so fast <clears throat> that we can't. We won't. We won't tackle him. You know who might actually be able to keep up with him and tackle him? Who? Is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Is that who you, is that who you drew there? Yeah, is and that what the paired with them is Jennifer Aniston. Okay. So this is your second highest paid actor and actress of 2017. Okay. Um, I didn't know Jennifer Aniston was doing that well for herself still. Yeah, I mean, I think Friends residuals are just very strong. That's fair. It was quite the show at the time. But still, she was in like Office Christmas Party? No, she's not in any good movies, it seems like. Yeah. So None that I'm, I want to see anyway. I'm surprised she gets paid that much. But still, Dwayne and Dwayne Jennifer. And Jennifer. Um, okay, so what's the plan on these? We're we're doing sequels to these or we're, we're just like yeah, free so, reign? So it's popular movies. So I don't think unless we're going to pull off The Godfather Part 2, we're probably not going to be able to achieve the same prestige yeah. that these movies made before. So I want to make them... A classic blockbuster hit that's going to be popular with the fans. They've obviously heard of these, heard they're good movies. Yeah. They're going to draw the crowd back. And we can still have a chance to let them earn the best picture of popular movies. Because they would have at the time. Yes. They would have. They would have, obviously. But they didn't have the category back then. So, okay, I like this. Uh, so, Forrest Gump with Dwayne Johnson and Jennifer Aniston. Do we... Do we still get to have Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump? Uh, this is a really hard one to recast as Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, though, because it kind of puts him against type. Uh, maybe it's... Um... But he... we already have perfect casting with Jenny, because we already have a Jenny for it. Jennifer Anderson is, is a pretty good Jenny. Yes, we do need to keep that. Yeah. Um. So it's a sequel. 
Yeah. Is it a sequel, though, or is it a spiritual sequel? Like, is it rebooted? Spiritual sequel seems a lot easier. Um, Because I almost wonder if we want to pick up where Forrest Gump left off, but pretend like it's its own thing. So it's a Forrest Gump for modern times. It could also be a parallel. It could also be we could pick another character from there, a, a very minor character from Forrest Gump, and have that be Dwayne The Rock Johnson, maybe one of the bullies. And he is actually also always there yeah. at the same time that Forrest Gump is doing all these but things. But also at some different big historical events. Yes. So it's fresh, you know. Um, I don't believe there were any uh, Polynesian, any Polynesian? Yeah. Uh, bullies chasing him down the road in uh, Alabama or whatever. There is when we were re- releasing ah, for 4K HD. Yeah, the George Lucas cut. <laughs> There's just going to be a little Dwayne <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Throwing rock, throwing the rock, Johnson at, at throwing Forrest himself Gump. at Tom Hanks. <laughs> maybe, maybe we just edit one of the rocks to be him. <laughs> just with his little face on it. Um, and that rock grew up to be Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and he was at Watergate. Yes. <laughs> um, you know what? I think we do need to pick up where Forrest Gump uh, leaves off. I okay. feel like Dwayne was probably one of those runners that Forrest inspired at the oh, end. Oh, that's a very good place to fit him in. And so he goes on his own adventure. I don't necessarily want to replicate the whole uh, below-average IQ thing. Yeah. I think there's some other way we can go about this. He is maybe... Socially awkward. Is Socially awkward, but... But, uh, but talent, very... S- Gifted. I also don't want to make it like a Rain Man situation. Though. Yeah, as soon as I said it, I was like, that's Rain Man, kind of. I wonder if there's another way we can go about this. Uh, I think Dwayne has a concussion. Okay. And it, ruined, and it ruins his football career. Okay. And so it's him adapting to this world where I feel like the jock. The, but I, I think it was a running concussion because he is a runner. Yes. We can't just assume he was a football <laughs> player because he's a big guy. He's a runner. I think he was a track star. He was a track. I like that angle. Very Dwayne good. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, their track star. The Maybe tra- cross country. Uh, not cross country. That's a little unbelievable. Yeah. I think he, I think he wanted to go into long distance, but he's just too meaty. Yeah, he's a meaty guy. Um, but Forrest did inspire him to pursue his track dreams, and he's in college, and he has a great meet. But then someone throws the javelin a little too far, and he bumps into it. Right before he crosses the finish line, gives him a concussion. He's out. They, he's done. Like it did something you'll to never, his brain. You'll never run again. Yeah, he kind of lost his confidence with running. Yeah, and so a lot of it is. I feel like there's this mentality where sports athletes are no longer cool. That's the best anymore. kind of athlete, in my opinion. Yes, they're sports athletes. <laughs> the world's changing, and no one likes jocks anymore. Right. So now he has to become a mathlete. A mathlete. But I want to, like, show that jocks, like, athletes can still be good guys. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's definitely a uh, a stereotype in movies. And I think that's him, like, everyone assumes, oh, you were a big football hero. No, I was a runner. I was a runner. I ran the the 100 meter. And what's your problem with athletes? We can be good people. Yeah. I got hit by a javelin. I got... (laughs) (laughs) He's just going to tell everyone. He says that every time. (laughs) I got hit by a javelin. Does he have a southern accent? Does he have oh, a he forest? most definitely He definitely does. has a Forrest Gump Southern accent. I got hit by a javelin. But it's <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> but he's doing this. He's trying to find his perfect dream job because he can't be an athlete anymore. Yeah. And I think that's the premise of this adventure. Yeah. He's in love with Jenny, who keeps eluding him. Wait, it is Je- Wait, it's Jenny? Well, other Jenny. Oh, okay. 
So let's change your name so we're not. It's not confusing. Let's call her Annie. Annie's a good name. A key for Aniston, yeah. but oh, that works. But yeah, or Stony. I might not be a smart man, but I know what love is, Annie. Yeah, that was my Dwayne Southern impression. That's good. Yeah, it was better than mine. Mine was more nasally. Mine was a little too. Uh, mine wasn't even a good Tom Hanks Southern. Okay. And I think Kevin Hart is like the Bubba Gump <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> All right, he's there. Um. So yeah, it's him trying to make his way in the world. So, and we're just, we're going to, the audience is going to see all these connections to the Forrest Gump story. He yes. like, won't even make the connection. Yeah. He's completely forgotten about the, the time with Forrest. Maybe that was like, Oh, okay. The first 15 minutes of the movie, it's like, cool. It's going to be an inspirational sports movie. My least favorite kind of movie, um, about him overcoming all odds, chasing his dreams, being inspired by Forrest Gump. Right. And you're like, yes. that's what the movie's going to be. Then the javelin. And then it's a completely different movie. Yes. And I'm very excited about that. But the key part of this is historical yes. aspects that he's going to be involved with. Well, the fun thing is... We While come, he's trying to find his dream job. We can come farther forward, because now we know... We've done this before, where it's like, oh, this movie examined things in the past, but now we're making a remake, or a sequel type thing, so we can look at historical events that came out after that movie came out. Yeah, so it picks up in about. 94, Yeah, which is when Forrest Gump came out. So we have anywhere from 94 to 28. So we've got... A uh, good 24 years. That's perfect. Monica Lewinsky... We've got uh, Y2K, 9-11. That might be a little somber, but I think... I mean, they did some some pretty tough moments, I feel like, in Forrest Gump. And just, I think it would be good gotta to... got to treat it respectfully, but like... Address the paranoia that the country faced following 9-11. Yeah. Where security tightened up, the government surveillance, all that stuff, and him just kind of moving along his way, just trying to do his best to live a happy life and a lot of people that's why they look down on him is he's kind of simpleton in his lifestyle in that he doesn't worry about these certain things i thought that's what Forrest did very well yeah. he didn't worry about all the politics all the big macro yeah he was issues. a neutral bystander he's just trying to find happiness yeah um there's one I'm, i pulled up a list here of historical events since 1994 um, one that I would love to fit in here somehow is the spacecraft Pathfinder landing on Mars. Uh, do we send him to Mars? I, somehow. Somehow. Um, that is a long journey, though. Maybe he just works at NASA. Maybe he's the one who kind of inspires someone to send a spacecraft okay, to Mars. Okay, I think the general theme of this movie is like you never know who you're going to inspire, right? Yes. Because Forrest Gump inspired this guy. Maybe the whole movie, instead of him being at all these events... He inspires. Yeah, you see the people he inspires doing these great things. That'd be cool. I like that. And, and bad things. I would see him like, oh, cool. He also, I don't know. Where's a bad one? HIV virus. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. That's a bad <laughs> Did 9-11. Wait. <laughs> um, he inspires the firefighters. That's good. Well, I'm, tra- I'm trying to find a bad one that's not like too much. <laughs> Maybe he inspired the London winning the bid for the 2012 Olympics. <laughs> Oops. I want that to go to America, but apparently not. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, Dwayne Southern Johnson. He loves America. And I just told the Queen to bid for the Olympics. I approve this message. I, I got hit by a javelin. <laughs> I got hit by a javelin. Oh, man. Maybe he killed Steve Jobs. <laughs> also, I want to change the Jenny character because I never liked her. She is a complicated character. She's complicated, and she's kind of the worst. We want her to be more simple. I think... No, she... we'll make her better. <laughs> Complex and not not dislikable. Uh, I think she's misunderstood. I 
I've seen people argue this on the internet about the character of Jenny. Anyway, I think it makes sense that Annie in this movie, of course, is attracted to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Of course. That makes no sense why they wouldn't be. Yeah. Who isn't? But, like, she's kind of socially awkward. Yeah. And so is he. And so we get a little bit of this, like, Jumanji experience where it's these amazing, good-looking people who have no social skills. And so they kind of have to I, – I think a big part of this is going to be social media and oh, that yeah. kind of culture. Oh, yeah. And so them getting over that aspect, unplugging from life and becoming real social people. Well, and honestly, that gives us so much more flexibility of, like, what, what they're able to influence, right? Because, like, yes. Forrest Gump. If you want to go bigger influence, you have to send him to Vietnam or Vietnam. Also, can we have a scene where he goes to Harvard just because, and then he runs sure. into Mark Zuckerberg. Perfect. Yep. And it's like, he runs into him like three or four times and just can't remember his name. Yeah. And Mark is just getting flustered. He's like, I'm Mark. I'm Mark Zuckerberg. Get over it. Yeah. He's like, I'm so sorry. I just am really bad with names. I need like a book of faces to yeah, uh, remember go. these people. And then that's our big highlight. Maybe he's on the maybe he's on the the crew team, the crew crew, with the Winklevoss twins because he's very big and buff. Because he was definitely there. Yeah. And then we we cut it in with some footage of the Winklevoss twins. I like this idea that we we actually go to other movies and like we'll show a scene from Social Network and Dwayne was there the whole time. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, with with something like with something like, um, what is it? Like he's he's talking to JFK. Like he goes meets JFK. They're using actual footage of JFK. Yes. But like when we don't have that, we'll use footage from a movie that has been made about that certain thing. Can we also have him? Be the one who threw the shoe at George Bush. Okay. I think like So he does just, go to he goes to Iraq. Yeah, I think he's just trying to get it off. Like he has a bug or a rock in yeah, his so shoe. We, we cut back and forth between like George Bush speaking and then come back to Yeah. The, what's his name? I can't remember who threw the shoe. Oh no, the name of this Dwayne's? guy. Yeah. Uh it's Rocky. Rocky. Because it was forest, and so now okay. it's rocky. Because that's an also, also a nature word you're saying. Yeah. Rocky bump. Rocky lump. Rocky jump. What about jump? Rocky jump. Because it'll remind like him, it. it'll remind him that he can it. never do track again. Maybe he did the long <laughs> jump. Oh, what if he did the high jump and he hit his head on the pole? That's good. That's a I more believable... That's a more believable concussion than a javelin I think coming he, across I think he the has the, I think he has the concussion, and as he's lying on the ground, he still gets hit by the javelin. Okay. Just to, Just show to his add on. Luck. Yeah. And maybe his nickname was Jump. Jump. They called him Jump because he's so good at jumping, and it, that Dwight. nickname sticks, and it hurts because he can't jump anymore. Yeah, there it is. I said it. He can't jump in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. I feel like we spent a long time on we this did. one. So let's hurry through the other ones. Okay. And we'll come back and do a studio demand for that one, but we've kind of spent a lot of time if on it. If we're going to do it. If we yeah. decide on it, we'll add the studio yeah. demand. Because we did flesh that one out pretty well. Um, I want to dig into some of these other ideas. Yes. So here is your next movie. I don't know how we're going to beat that one, though. I did love that. The I forgot my invo- announcer voice. The best picture for a popular movie, Dances with Wolves, a movie I have never seen except for some parts of it. Have you seen Pocahontas? Yes. Have you seen Avatar? Yes. It's that same premise. Okay, cool. White man goes and helps Native Americans. Robert Redford? Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah. But you know who's 
our modern day Kevin Costner? Who? I think it's Marky Mark Wahlberg. I, I yep, that's the correct answer. And he's paired with Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Okay, so she's the wolves. <laughs> and he's he's dances with. Isn't his name dances with wolves? That's like his Native American name they give. Him. I actually don't know. I think that's I was, what it is. I think that's why it's, it's been a long time up. since I've seen this. Yeah. Um, they were the number one actor and actress paid of 2017. Wow. Transformer movie. That's what did it for him. Hey, money. Um, and La La Land, I guess. Or Emma Stone. Uh, Slash. Yeah, winning that Oscar definitely helps. Yeah. Um, okay. So if, <laughs> if winning an Oscar helps you make more money, and then winning money lets you win a different Oscar, there's a flaw in the system. So then... It's the infinite Oscar machine. Until they get a Razzie. Because I feel like that's happened to a lot of people. Like Halle Berry won an Oscar, and then the next year she won a Razzie. Okay. Uh, I think Sandra Bullock won a Razzie and an Oscar same year. Cancel each other out. Yeah, she's neutral right now. Got it. What's a fun twist on Dances with Wolves? Because it's um, literally one of the most played out stories. I feel like it's um, white man goes and helps minority culture protect themselves. Well, then you just swap minority for majority. <laughs> Now it's told from the point of view of the wolves, and Mark Wahlberg is the voice of a wolf, and so is Emma Stone, and they go, and it's all about, it's instead of being a lot about like, oh, these people that we didn't used to consider valuable, oh, we now that we know them better, we do, and we want to stop the evil, you know, corporation or or country from invading, now it's, oh, we go, we're trying to defend ourselves from the big evil corporation or country or whatever, but then we realize that they were right and we should let them. Nope, that's not a good message. I feel like this is a bad, that's a bad, message. bad message. Well, maybe the time that we, the extra time we spent on uh, Jumpy Lumps, uh, we can just take away from Dancing with Wolves because <laughs> I have nothing to say about this one. Um, I think it works best in a Pixar animated setting. I think so. Or DreamWorks or just some CGI, maybe even stop motion. Okay, you're I, say, you're saying with the with them playing wolves? Yes. Okay. Um, I like kind of like a Wes Anderson I Love Dogs feel to this. Okay. Where Mark Wahlberg and Emma Stone are the wolves, very similar to the dogs and in that maybe movie. Maybe it's just maybe it's just the plot of Dirty Dancing, but with wolves, and it's a literal <laughs> dances with wolves. <laughs> and <laughs> so it's actually Dirty Dancing, Wolves Night Out. Wait, hold on. Which one's Dirty Dancing? I think I'm mixing it up with Footloose. Uh, Footloose would also be. I don't. I actually have no idea what Dirty Dancing. Both is about. are from the '80s. Both are classic. I, what uh, is Dirty Dancing about? It's Patrick Swayze, and he's with a girl, and they dance to "Time of Our Lives" at the end. And she's the sister from from uh, Ferris Fr- Bueller. Ferris Bueller, yes. And then Footloose is the one where Kevin Bacon brings dance to John Lithgow's town. Because he banned dancing. Because it's Satanist. Wait, that's also, they're both about banning dancing? Is that what Dirty Dancing's about? I just no, thought. No, that's what Footloose is. Wait, what yeah. you, what's Dirty Dancing about? They just dance. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay, cool. I wasn't a child of the 80s. Then we can just do whatever we want. It's a it's a movie about wolves that just love dancing. Uh, <laughs> what's that one movie? Uh, there's a, it's Buzz Lerman, Strictly Ballroom. Strictly Ballroom with wolves would be a great movie. Okay, let's do a studio demand, see if we can save this idea. Okay. Come on, studio. I like that we're protecting our good idea from the studio. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great idea. And you know the best part about that idea is you know Dwayne Johnson would say yes.
Okay. <laughs> okay. Keep in mind that this this movie is starring all wolves, right? Yes. It's an animated picture with wolves. Uh, but the only transportation in the film are Ford Pintos. Uh, <laughs> that's from our studio executive. Uh, like the horse, the Ford Pinto. Or like the classic the car. vehicular. I don't believe Ford ever made horses. I didn't know if it was just like a. There, horse I believe or there something. is a. I believe there is a Pinto horse, but I don't think there's there a very much Pinto is. horse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's from our studio executive uh, Devin from the podcast. He's on a few podcasts: Streamers Guide to the Galaxy, Fabled, and Rocks Fall. I haven't listened to all of them, but Fabled is very good. Check that out. Um, but yeah, thank you, Devin. All the so they so these are they're wolves anthropomorphic. Wolves. So it's more of a Fantastic Mr. Fox animation than an Isle of Dogs. Yes, I like that. They're wolves, and they just love dancing, and they're in a ballroom competition. I don't think we're doing this one. I don't think so either, but, I don't, but it's good. I don't have that spark for it. it. I don't have the spark to talk about it any longer, but I do have the spark. To, I would go see it. That's fair. I would go see a Strictly Ballroom with wolves. And, and Mark Wolfberg. Mark Wolfberg. Mark Wolfberg. And Emma Stone. Hey, and then he could talk to animals. I referenced Mark Wahlberg talks to animals so many times on this podcast. It's true. And I don't think anyone's seen it. It's so good. <laughs> just Andy Samberg <laughs> as Mark Wahlberg saying... Hey dog, you're a dog. I like that. I produced Entourage. Like that's that's literally the whole skit. Anyway, everyone go see it. Go go. It's I wonder if we can get a Mark Wahlberg talks to animals reference in every episode from you. I'm sure we from can. here on out. It's kind of my thing. Um, I do hate that we're wasting Emma Stone, but I, we're not wasting the, her. She's playing the lead wolf s. But I mean, we're not going to be doing this in idea. strictly ballroom Probably. dances with wolves. No, we're not. I wish we could. Maybe she'll show up in one of our other movies. Yeah. We'll see. So let's go to the next movie. Okay. Spin that wheel. And the winner for best picture for a popular movie is Titanic. That was the applause. That's here in the studio with us. I I love this pair so much. Starring? One of the greatest romances of our time okay titanic 2 is now starring adam sandler and melissa mccarthy <laughs> as star-crossed lovers who find love in a new boat there, there is another one i had in mind that i thought you were gonna say but this one's very good i thought you were gonna say the next one down which is oh. also <laughs> so uh, sneak on... peek, that's jackie chan and mila kunis yes um adam sandler and melissa mccarthy well we got him on a boat again he loves going on cruises. He really does. <laughs> That's all his movies are vacations. Um, but since seeing the since making our Adam Sandler episode, I did see Hotel Transylvania three. It is okay. That's my review. <laughs> it is okay. You heard it here first. It's fine. Brian Perry says it's okay. If you you don't have to pay for movies, go see it. But you probably will have to pay for it because Movie Pass is the worst right, right now. Exactly. Um, but you don't have to pay for Slenderman. <laughs> okay. Adam's okay. Titanic. Uh, maybe it's not. Slenderman is hunting them down on this boat. He's uh, yeah, getting I, out of his element a little I, I bit. Think, I think the disaster is not a shipwreck. That it's a spiritual s- sequel. So it's. I don't want to do nine eleven because I feel like that's a little too close. Yes. So somewhere between. Do you know what we don't know about from Titanic, or at least I don't know because I don't remember it very well? Is did Rose get pregnant? I don't remember. Uh, I think she did. And this is an Adam Sandler is. Is playing their child. Yes, yes. Adam Sandler. Because there's nothing I want to imagine more than Adam Sandler being the son of Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, and Kate Winslet. It's like, it's perfect. Yes. (laughs) Um, Or maybe Melissa McCarthy. 
Maybe she's the daughter. Maybe they're twins. No, it has to Maybe be Maybe it's Adam. not a romance. Because I can't see a more disappointing son for Leo <laughs> than Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. I don't think those two would ever talk to each other. <laughs> no. In any scenario. I, and I do like this idea of Leo appearing to him in dreams as like uh, <laughs> giving him fatherly advice sort of thing. Okay. I want this. This is a good movie. So what's the disaster there? So so if we're doing a spiritual sequel, we need the, the main components. We have this this kid, Adam Sandler. I guess he's a kid in this one somehow. Uh, going off I think on a new older. adventure. Yeah, he's going off on a new adventure. Is love doesn't idea. have to be for the young. Right. He's going off on a new adventure. He finds Melissa McCarthy, and some disaster happens, and they are separated. That's that's the that's the whole story, right? Basically. Um. What if Melissa McCarthy? Now get this. Is Christy McAuliffe? Okay. Remind me who that is. She is the teacher. I was astronaut in Columbia. Yes. Like Columbia. Okay. That's what I thought. It's it's a little sad. I believe I know. it's Krista. Krista? Did I didn't I say Krista? I think I don't know. You Maybe I said, said Christy. I thought you said Christy. Okay. Um Okay. That's now we're I think that's somewhere. the flip. And I think if we don't go with this movie, it will at least be a scene in Forrest Gump. If we make yes, that one. Yes. Okay. Um, because I like the flip that now it's the it's the girl who goes through the tragedy. Um, I don't know if I like this anymore because in Titanic, it was one of the good. heartbreaking. Se- <laughs> one of the heartbreaking scenes is that Jack sacrifices himself to let uh, Rose stay on yeah. the wooden door. It, does Melissa McCarthy like push Adam out of the spaceship before it blows up or something? I no, don't. I I think I think by going with a real person and like a a very specific event that we know a lot about about and has a small crew it's not gonna let us do titanic that's fair so we can't do that maybe it's an unnamed bigger space ship maybe it's maybe it's a colony ship going to mars like we do whatever we want yeah colony ship going to mars there's some disaster and they call the same events it hits an iceberg in space like a comet or whatever (laughs) yes uh, and it splits in half, and it's Armageddon too. It's Armageddon. It... Well, but but they're not on a mission to destroy the meteor. It just happens, and it they think happens. they've built the un- unbreakable uh, spaceship. And there's one escape pod, and Melissa McCarthy pushes Adam away into it, and, and he like off. awkwardly like is in there, and it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they're talking, and everyone's like, she could fit. Yeah, she could fit in there. I think like she's a little bit bigger, but she could fit. Ben Affleck shows up and is like, "Hey, uh, dude, let her in." Maybe that's like even I could fit in there. Maybe that's the twist. She goes with. She just gets in, and you because you're watching it, and you're like, "Oh, it's Titanic. She's gonna get left behind. They're doing the whole thing." But then just she gets in. It's fine. Love doesn't have to end in tragedy. Yeah, it's a great message. But they're the only survivors, so it is a tragedy. Ben Affleck does have to blow up, (laughs) yeah, and get his dues from Armageddon. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and, uh, oh, but what if, ooh, I like this. And they spin off back to earth and they have, no, I think they go to Mars. They land on Mars and they colonize Mars and they grow potatoes with their own poop. I don't want Adam Sandler and Melissa McCarthy to be the Adam and Eve. They're going to colonize. Of Mars. That's (laughs) Mars now. And then we know that we don't have to go there again. Just leave them to their own devices. Okay. Uh, let's get a quick studio demand on that. Okay. Okay, this one's a very good one for this one. Uh, this is from our our studio executive, Fish Tick, Fish Stick, from the podcast I Don't Know Radio. 
Um, and Fishstick says, every character must break the fourth wall at least once during the film. Oh, I think that's so easy for Melissa. Exactly once, though. Exactly. Every once. character exactly once. So I think it's at the moment where she gets into the skate pod with him because there's yeah. more than enough room, as Ben Affleck so graciously tells us. And yeah. they turn to the camera and they're like, yeah, what up, Jack and Rose? We made it work. And they, then they blast off. They've seen, yeah, because they've seen Titanic. Of course they have. Um, Okay, here's what we do. Jack, whatever his name is, Adam Sandler's character, he has the first breaking the fourth wall at the very start. And he's like, hey, I'm going to colonize Mars or whatever. This is a pretty this is a pretty neat opportunity. Oh, um, that's a pretty good Adam. It's a pretty good Adam Sandler. Uh, pretty exciting opportunity. I am going to Mars. And so, uh, so you know that, and as you as it starts going through all the the minor characters, it's like, oh, Rose is gonna get one, right? Yeah. But you're kind of waiting for it, and then you build up to it, and it's just like, oh, he's gonna leave me out of the effing pod because of Titanic. Yes. And then Ben Affleck goes and and is like, hey, let her in, and it's like, oh, cool, this worked. And, and they the- wave off to Ben and they're like, hey, thanks, Ben. Yeah. Have a good day. And then Ben dies. And Ben blows up. Yeah. All right. I'm satisfied with that. Okay, movie. let's move on. We <laughs> might we might go back to that one, but I my, I think you know where my heart is. I I definitely know. All right, our next movie, our next maybe these the these aren't winners. These are these are nominees. These are nominees. And then at the end we'll pick. Well, now it's the winner, right? Yeah, that makes more sense. Our next nominee for best picture for a popular movie is Lord of the Rings: colon, Return of the King. Actually, I don't think there's a colon. Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Lord of the Rings three. Lord of the Rings 3. So, this isn't The Hobbit. This Does isn't this, Lord of the Rings. Hold on. Does this... The fact that 3 outsold 1 and 2, does that just mean more people rewatched it? Or did more people see it? Well, Have so I, I only picked... The first two? I only picked winners. Return of the King is the only one that won Best Picture. Got it. Okay. The other two were nominated. But did they, they sell did. better, though? I don't know. I, I don't always think about those because I, I feel like... That is how franchises go. The last one sells more. Yeah. But, but if it's one like that, that's very story heavy and like will not make sense unless you watch the first I one. I think a lot of people went back it's to just watch more it on video. It, and, okay. Yeah. Um, but it is Lord of the Rings Return of the King. But you know who has to be in this movie now? You know who could probably grumble and be more stone cold and ominous than Aragorn? Is Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel and Jennifer Lawrence. Vin Diesel and Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, you know what I want more than anything is Vin Diesel to to not be an Aragorn character, but to be an elf. Because this is this is I don't think there's any character that is less elf like. This is Lord of the Rings 4. Than Vin Diesel. And it's about the crossing to the West or whatever that the elves do. Uh, yes, I like that. That is a story that still needs to be told in the Lord of the Rings world. So we do have Gandalf and uh Hugo Weaving's character, who is Elrond. Uh, and Galadriel and Old Man Bilbo and Frodo. They're all in this boat. Yeah. Um, I like, <laughs> maybe this is our Titanic movie because they're on a boat and they yeah. are being attacked by a whole bunch of creatures. Vin Diesel is the captain and Jennifer Lawrence okay. is like okay. the, she's like the bodyguard, I guess. Or Yeah, I think I think we make up for the Hobbit's awkward romance by having no romance in this. Exactly. Um, she looks like Tariel from The Hobbit. But she is not fancying any dwarfs in this. Right. Because there aren't any. Yeah, yes. It's though. just elves and two hobbits. And she doesn't like hobbits either. Right. She's maybe a little racist. 
Yeah, that maybe that's something we can explore. And that's something they have to get over because that's a big element. Elves of... are generally racist, I believe, in the Tolkien world. Yeah, they're very. That's a typical Lord of the Rings theme: is yeah. Legolas and Gimli start off enemies, they have to be buddies. I think it is important that we honor the legacy of Lord of the Rings with this. Is this our first Lord of the Rings? Yeah, we haven't done Lord of the Rings. No, interesting. And I love it. Yeah, but there's not really any stories that we have. Or at least that I know well enough off the top of my head to right. dip into. Because I don't want to do Silmarillion. That's a lot of, like, biblical... Yeah, it's very... And he uh, begot him and fought the angel of death. It's and... very world-building. It's not very story. Exactly. I do like this brand new take. Because if The Hobbit can create its own stories, we definitely can. Yeah. But it's it's practical effects. That has to be yeah. a set-in-stone thing for this movie. Uh, is Legolas, Legolas is on the ship, right? No, he's not. He's not? He, he stays, stays back and has an awesome bromance with Gimli. Okay, cool. Because um, I was going to say, we could we could set a rule that he's not allowed to even jump. <laughs> I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> is on this boat as well. Yeah, and he no also jumping. can jump. Yeah. Um, he's definitely an elf. It's There is a little Fast and Furious vibe to it, because Dwayne and Vin Diesel are on this. Yes. Uh, how do we put Jennifer Lawrence and Vin Diesel at the forefront of this? Because, like, obviously it's easy to pick up with Frodo and continue that adventure or get yes. it off. Okay, no, I know. How do they take the spotlight? I think part of the message is going to be... So so it's it's sort of portrayed as, like, a, a paradisiacal afterlife, right? Like, yeah. Like, it's symbolic of that, I believe. Uh, but what if we show, like, it's not perfect once they leave, right? People are still going to, like, mess up. People are going to do dumb things. And... Vin Diesel and Jennifer Lawrence are captains of two ships and they love racing. Ooh. And they're into boat racing and they make it wreck. They wreck into each other. That's not what you say. You crash they crash into each other, have a wreck. Their ships bump heads. Yeah. And it's and all get major about them. boat concussions. Yeah. And maybe like it's about them working together to patch up the ships. Maybe you combine them into one super ship. With the remaining parts, yes, and get all the people on their way to the the Westerlands or whatever they're called, and that's all I have. Okay, let's get a studio demand in there. All right, let's do it. Spin the wheel. Uh, this okay. This studio demand is from uh, our executive who has actually been on the show, Crystal Bush. Oh, and hey, Crystal. Thank you, Crystal. Um, uh, the whole soundtrack has to be Enya, oh. which it's very elf. Is there an Enya song on the Lord of the Rings soundtrack? There is that uh, Into the West song. That sounds like an Enya it song. It sounds like an Enya song. And I think she does cover it. She covers Into the West. Oh, it's perfect. It's, it's actually very perfect. I didn't the think whole of Sail Away song. Yeah. I think that shows up as many times as Danger Zone appears in Top Gun. Okay. Um, it just, anytime there's a chance for Sail Away, it shows up. Let me get the discography up here. And so, then there's the whole Only Time song. Because they're in a paradisal, paradisical, a land of paradise. They're in a paradise. And only time will tell what will come of it. All right. How many can you get? Keep going. That's literally the only uh, two Enya songs I know. Orinoco Flow is probably one of her most famous. And that fits too. That prob- There probably is a river called that, Orinoco Flow. I love this opening up the movie. Yeah. Because you're like, I thought I was seeing Lord of the Rings. Nope. You're listening to... Oh, this is Sail Away. You said Sail Away before. Yeah. It's this song. Yes. Okay. 
I don't think we have the rights to this song, Brian. We don't. Sorry. Also, I kind of <laughs> think that's a myth because I don't think Enya is actually going to listen to this podcast and call us out. Yeah. I don't have much to say about this because all I want to do is just see Lord of the Rings play to an Enya soundtrack now. Yeah. This doesn't the this changes the vibe I wanted though. It changes it changed what I wanted too. It's not we're going not going against my wishes. We're just changing what I want. I don't think it can be the boat races anymore. It is not Fast and the Furious anymore. If it's Enya, it has to be a little more sobering, a little, th- little calmer. Maybe it is a romance between Vin Diesel and Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, no, maybe there's a different. Maybe there's a different romance. What if the romance? Maybe it's Lee Pace's character. Lee Pace. Uh, he plays the the first. He's the bad guy in the first uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and he's the elf. Legolas's dad. Is it his dad? Yeah. Yeah. Lee Pace. What if, scratch that, because I hate that character. What if instead <laughs> it's Gandalf and Galadriel picking up on that unspoken love is from Gandalf the Hobbit the movies? Boat? Gandalf is on the boat. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Okay. And Vin Diesel and Jennifer Lawrence are their matchmakers. Okay. And it's kind of rebellious. It's kind of like they're scheming. Yeah. There's something behind they, it where like Gandalf and Gladriel are bickering the whole way, yeah. and they want to like get them together because they think it's just like a lot of sexual tension that's yeah. built up, and and the whole situation. In the process of it, they do put the ship in jeopardy because they're not manning all their duties that they're right. supposed to, and then they get attacked by the Kraken or something. Right, the Kraken. But they the they, Kraken butt. <laughs> They get attacked by the Kraken's butt. It's very dangerous, very <laughs> stinky, but they win in the end, and Gandalf and Gladriel are still in love, and Vin Diesel and Jennifer Lawrence become best friends. And then they make it to the West. Yes. And then everyone turns to the camera like as if they're in a group posing for a group photo, and they say, And now there's no more movies. This is the end of all things. And it's Galadriel. That was my Galadriel voice. Okay. That's perfect. This is the end of all things. There will be no more Lord of the Rings movies or I the found... Hobbit movies, and not even the Silmarillion. It's really just a bunch of world building that doesn't make a good story. Don't even think about it, Peter Jackson. We will come after you. There's a reason you didn't direct this one. <laughs> I think he does direct this one, though. Okay. <laughs> it's weird him directing that scene, then. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the studio. Yeah. So I don't think we have time for... The last two movies. Okay. So I'm going to let you decide instead of randomizing it. Do you want to go with Gone with the Wind or Gladiator? Oof. You don't get a choice. It's Gladiator. Okay. Because I was going to say, between the two, I've seen Gone with the Wind. I haven't even seen Gladiator. Have you not seen Gladiator? Uh, But I like Gladiator more than Gone with the Wind because I did not enjoy Gone with the Wind. That's fair. But I do need to see Gladiator. Gladiator? I just haven't. I don't know. This is our segment of Brian has missed a very important movie to watch. How, ha- how have you not seen this featuring Brian Barry? Yes. We'll get one of those in episode. Yeah. I, I guarantee it. Um, I'll let you pick the characters for Gladiator, though. Uh, oh, I already know then. So you can. It's, it's Jackie Chan and Mila Kunis. Okay. Jackie uh, Chan is the Gladiator. Jackie. I, I think he's a very untraditional Gladiator because yeah. he's not the sword and sandal hero. He is this monk who's stepping yeah. into the gladiator ring, and he's taking everyone down with his kung fu punches. But it's still in Rome, or whatever. It's still Rome. Yeah. I think there is a little crossover of uh, 
this is happening on the edge of the world. Rome, we hear about the secret mission that they had where they were trying to conquer eastward, and they get into China, and they find Jackie Chan. Okay. And Mila Kunis is from, was born in the Ukraine, so they probably found her along the way. Yeah. That, and I think they... Silk Road, I, I think it is a buddy... Co- well, maybe not a comedy, but it is a buddy gladiator movie where she is like this Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok-esque character, and he is just typical Jackie Chan. They are the new American gladiator heroes, but yeah. it's not American. Maybe it's called Roman Gladiator, which is like kind of repetitive. But if we're referencing American Gladiator, then it's not. I, I It's like the Roman version of American Gladiator. Yeah. I do think there is this, like, sleek, modern look to it. Yeah. Like, it is a little more televised and ESPN-esque. And, like, we, we say that it's set back then, but, like, it doesn't feel like it. I yeah. Like that. Sort of a Hercules. Like, where Hercules kind of references things that are modern. Like yes. That's good. Um, but I think this is the best crossover, if not the only crossover, of a kung fu movie meets Roman sword and sandals epic. Yeah. Maybe so- it's a socks and sandals. Socks and sandals. Because <laughs> that is how I imagine samurai with socks and sandals. Um, well, samurai is very different. He's a ninja. Oh, he's a ninja. I don't know. Y- he's Jackie Chan. He, he doesn't need swords. He just punches people. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And I do like this, that Mila Kunis is also, like, defying all expectations. Yeah. Because it's the first time they introduce woman fighters. In the, did they have women fighters? I don't In know. Gladiator? I don't remember. I don't think they did, though. I would guess not. Um, But they are introducing that. And it's this outsider who's like, so Russell Crowe is a Spaniard in Gladiator. But he still, like, kind of okay. looks Roman. Like yeah, you, you couldn't tell the difference, probably. He gets the haircut. Yeah. Jackie Chan gets a haircut. Oh, okay. I really want the montage of them. So maybe the first half of the movie is the travel back, right? So the start of the movie is in China. They meet Jackie Chan, say, you should come with us. You're a great fighter. Yeah. They have some some exchange there. On the way back, they meet Mila Kunis' character. And then when they get to Rome, it's them, like, adjusting to living in Rome. They got to wear togas, and they got to, like, wear leaves on their head and that kind of thing. And it's like, well, when in Rome. I like this idea how on the surface it looks very much like a bro movie. Like, oh, it's a big epic fighting. It, underneath all the surface, it's actually very liberally minded. Yeah. Because I like this idea of how they have to, they're forced to subjugate themselves to the cultural norms of Rome. And then like uh, trying to do it at first, but then just embracing their own culture and then people having to accept that. So at and first they're learning. trying to fight like gladiators. Yeah. Yeah. But then they embrace, Oh, like I'm, if I'm going to do this right, I got to do my Kung Fu. Yeah. And I like this idea that it is very much two outsider, a, a woman and a immigrant in this parable that it is who are the gladiator champions. And so they essentially tear down this whole uh, patriarchal world that is Rome. Yeah. Okay. This is uh this is getting there for me to beat to beat jumpy lumps or whatever it's called. So which are you feeling at I, this point? I'm leaning towards this. Let's get our studio demand. Do we get a studio demand for this? We haven't. Yeah, let's get our studio demand. Let's do this. Let's do studio demand for what it lumpy jumps. What is it? Rocky jumps. Rocky jumps. Rocky jumps, and then our studio demand for what are we naming this? This one is uh, Gladiator Two. It's just Gladiator Two. Gladiator with 10. Roman numerals. Okay. Aye aye. <laughs> um, 
Uh, and we'll get our two. St- How about and one? Then, and then from there, we'll decide which one we like. What more. about for a fair fight? Same studio demand. Ooh, I like that. We, we'll pick one studio demand right now, and then whichever one it fits best with, whatever ends up being a better movie, that's the one we'll pick. Okay, sounds okay. good. I like this system. Okay, okay, interesting. All of the characters share names with characters that Meryl Streep or Tom Hanks have played. So, uh, let's. <laughs> this will be interesting. Um, well, Forrest Gump is the easiest one off the top of the head. Yes. But we can't do that one because he is Rocky Jumps. Well, it has to be a different name. If it's Rocky Jumps, yeah. Um, well, hold on. Uh, this is from our studio executive, James, from Unabashedly Obsessed. Thank you, James. Okay. Just had to throw that in there. I apologize, James. Uh, thank you, James. Um, okay. So in the for- so let's talk Forrest Gump for a second. I, w- I need to get in the Forrest Gump mindset. So we can't use Forrest because Forrest is in that universe and is named Forrest. Yes. Um, but Woody? Woody Jumps. Woody Jumps. Woody Jumps. And uh, has Meryl Streep ever played someone named Danny? <laughs> Honestly, probably. Um, I mean, there's Sophie for Sophie's Choice. Okay. Sophie's uh, a good name. Sophie's a good name. I feel like there's a more classical. I mean, we could do like Old Witch from Lost in the Woods. Yeah. I don't believe she had a name other than that. So No, that would have to. I think they call Mila Kunis the Old Witch who's Lost in the Woods. Okay, but she's she is a young girl. Yes, um, they're just very very scared of non-Roman people. Let, let me let me hit you with these Meryl Streep first names. Go through I'll rapid fire through this list: Mary, Donna, Kay, Florence, Narrator, Emmeline, Ricky, Witch, Chief Elder, Alpha Carter, Alpha, Alpha, Alpha's kind of cool. That seems very. It's much... more modern. Yeah. Let's do with Al- let's do Alpha. Alpha is unique. I like that. So it's Alpha and Did and you what say Mila Kunis? Is that from? Do you say Mila Kunis? Yeah. This is Jennifer Aniston. Or are we switching? Have we switched already? Well, it can be for either or. Okay, cool. Um I don't think we've decided so, which movie. So we'll lock we'll lock into the names and then decide the movie. Yes. <laughs> so it's Alpha and Woody? I'm not sold on Woody. No, I'm not I either. don't think Woody goes for either. No. Okay. Actually, Woody does work very well for The Rock. It does because it's like forced, right, but it does not work for Jackie Chan's character very much. Yeah, let's find a Jackie Chan name that okay. we can use. Here's some first names: Adam, Adam, from the movie Tom Hanks. Hold on, I'm not on Tom Hanks's page. I'm just on the search results for Tom Hanks. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just saw a movie called Tom Hanks, and it had those names. I was like, Tom Hanks. In a movie called Tom Hanks. Playing Playing Alex and Adam. It had two names even. Okay. Filmography. Actor. Ben from The Post. David from David S. Pumpkins. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about David S. Pumpkins till now. This is the David S. Pumpkins Halloween special from 2017, a year after people stopped caring about David S. Pumpkins. I love David um, S. Pumpkins. I love David S. Pumpkins, Can too. he make a cameo somewhere? Yes. I- even if it's Either an end credit scene. Yeah. He's we, in there. We need more David S. Pumpkins yeah. in everything. Uh, just for good measure, uh, Bailey from The Circle, Robert from the Angels and Demons movies, Sully from the Sully. Uh, I don't think you need to name the movies. Just yeah, yeah. do the names for now. Alan, Matthew, James. Pretty, pretty, pretty much generic. a pattern. Uh, Tom, Woody, Richard. Walt, Woody, Woody, Henry, Cleveland. Cleveland, Cleveland is a very weird name for for Jackie Chan's character to have. 
Yeah. Maybe maybe that's uh oh, okay. What if what if Okay. That becomes his nickname because someone goes to cut him in half and he blocks them and they're like, Whoa, the cleave doth not land. <laughs> Cause that's how they because that's how they talked. Because <laughs> that's how they talked in Rome. <laughs> Behold, the cleave doth not land on this Asian man. Okay, we're doing it, Gladiator 2. That's our movie. For he chops with his hands, <laughs> and the cleave doth not land. I'm Roman, and I got hit by a javelin. Oh, my goodness. And his yes. name becomes Cleveland. Yes. It is Jackie Chan playing Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. And Mila Kunis is Alpha. 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 Alpha's a beautiful name. That is. That is very majestic. I have no idea what it, what movie that was from, but Alpha's a great name. Oh, I love that. And it works well with this, like, Valkyrie-esque character that we're yes, building Alpha. for her. Um, She's the alpha female. No romantic relationship between them. Because I don't know how to make that work. That's a really big age gap. I don't like yeah. that. Um, but they are friends. And I think there's tension between them because they come from very different cultures. Okay. They have each other's back most of the way. Yes. Okay, because they're like we're outsiders. We don't we don't usually get to be in the gladiator ring, but then they have to fight each other. Yes, that's the patriarchy. That's way where of stopping I was hoping them, you were going. Is making them fight each other, and it's and and the end is they decide that they refuse to. And, and then, then it's, ooh, and then it's a message: we don't need war. Yep. Simmer down, Trump. We don't need to be launching bombs everywhere. Okay. No, but here's what happens: the emperor or whoever Julius Caesar, probably I don't know who it is at the time of Gladiator. Uh, who's that guy? Is it Joaquin Phoenix? It's Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, it's still Joaquin Phoenix. No, because he's dead. Joaquin Phoenix he, is dead? He does die at the end of the movie. Oh, the character. I was like, I yeah. don't think he's dead. I want, like, Jared Leto. Jared Leto as an emperor. Okay. Because he is a very hateable actor. Yeah. Just, like, even though, even if he doesn't do anything wrong, I feel like he has perma-douche look yeah. on his face, so everyone wants He'd to hate him. He'd be a great emperor. He gets the Caesar cut. Yes. Um... Okay, this is good. I have that in mind because of the Joker connection between Joaquin Phoenix and Jared Leto. Perfect. That, I forgot Joaquin Phoenix was going to be the Joker. And then, no, but here's what happens. <laughs> and spoiler alert for Gladiator. Joaquin Phoenix does die. Cool. <laughs> After they refuse to fight, it's like, okay, I guess you're going to fight all of the other gladiators and all the lions and all the whatever else we have in the Coliseum. And that's, that's just going to be like the epic final battle. Yes. And they just defend themselves and they like have each other's back and it rocks and, and that's it, the end they pacify the lions and tigers yeah and maybe bears oh my oh no i thought they just killed them that makes more sense though <laughs> since <laughs> that's the message yeah i just imagine them killing them okay no, i they, think they tame them they the lions and tigers tie them up yes they uh they like find some secret food hidden away so they, they calm their they hunger play music that'd be fun and they play roman-esque enya Yes, uh, and you still got in there, and you still got in in the end. I love it. This is a good movie because that's kind of the soundtrack from the original Gladiators. There's that end song that kind of has an Enya esque vibe to it. Um, it's like an African chant or something. Okay, but let's just bring in Enya. Yeah, I like it. I love this Gladiator too. Is there that's anyone else we need to cast in this? Because I don't know any other characters that would fit in in Gladiator two. Because I don't um, Gladiator. I think Jabon Hunsell, I think that's how you say his name. I apologize if I'm slaughtering that, because I probably am. Uh, it's spelled like Digimon Hansel, Okay. But I think it's Jamon Hunsell. Okay. I, I don't know. Uh, he was 
Russell Crowe's buddy in the first one. Okay. I think he makes a returning cameo or a I, I returning think, role in this. I think he's the guy who goes and meets meets Jackie Chan because that is a role that's missing from the story we've written. Well, because that's played by a Roman soldier. Yeah. Is the one who meets Jackie Chan. Or a general this, or something. Yeah, this guy is not a Roman. He was a oh, slave okay. that was brought in to be a gladiator. But maybe he's a general now. He, oh, because maybe the message is that they brought peace to the Roman Empire yeah. at the end of Gladiator. So he's joined that society. He's trying to make a change. But then corruption has kind of re-triggered all the same problems. Yeah. And so he is looking so for So that's why he's fighters. left Rome. Yes. Yeah, okay. He's looking for people to do another Ro- Russell Crowe. And save Rome via sports. Plot twist, they don't. They don't save Rome. And then Rome burns itself. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Maybe we don't have the burning end so we can make a third movie. That's about we'll, that. We'll see. Yeah. When we get there, we'll get there. Okay. As soon as we make the big bucks from this movie, then we'll make the next one. I like it. Gladiator 2. Who's directing this? Is it Ridley Scott again? Uh, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Works for me. Settled. Uh, yeah, let's wrap it up then. Yeah, it's Gladiator 2. Soundtrack by... Enya. Enya. I like that that one stuck just because... Just because it's Enya. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap up then. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Silver Screen Redemption. Silver Screen is all one word as always. We're on Twitter at Screen Redeem and on Instagram at the Silver Screen Redemption. I'm going to redo that actually because I backed up away from the, <laughs> the microphone. Um... Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Silver Screen Redemption. Uh, Silver Screen is all one word as always. We're on Twitter at Screen Redeem, and we're on Instagram at the Silver Screen Redemption. Uh, or you can just find everything on SilverScreenPod.com, where we have links to everything and uh, all our episodes and such. Also, I think one of the the challenges because they're trying to reinvent the Coliseum a little bit. I think at one point. They do fill it up with water, and it's a swimming pool, but there is a shark in the middle of it. Okay, that's good. Shark week. Yeah. Um, because they did naval battles in the in the Coliseum. Oh, they certainly did. So that'd be very exciting. Cool. And um, there's our shark week plug. Good. Uh, but go to our website and our Facebook <laughs> and stuff. Uh, we also have some big news that we're kind of working on right now. That uh, it's kind of under wraps right now. Yeah, it's it's in the. The process may still not happen, but uh, we're hoping it does, so we'll let you know. If it does, it'll be big news for us. Um, it'll be really good for the future of this podcast. We're very excited about it. And if not, we'll edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're into conspiracy theories, I'll give you a, a clue. Cheesesteak. Cheesesteak, okay. You're <laughs> it's a very esoteric clue. It's going to take you a while. It won't even make sense after we tell you. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Uh, What's your name? I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bodley. Whether or not they need redemption. Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.